I would describe that as, you know when you have a vacation channel, and you're really focused on this exotic vacation, going to the Bahamas, and you're planning, and you're working, and you're thinking, and everything, putting aside funds to get you there. You're planning for there. You're focused on there. Now I'm here. You do what you have to do here, but the goal is there. So our life should be doing what we have to do, what is required by God to get us there. We are here, but we're here temporarily. This is a temporary home. This is not full time. Full time is once he calls us home. And if we've done what we're supposed to do, hearing him say, well done, good and faithful, sir, come on in and share our joy. So if we do what we're supposed to do here, then we get there and then we get to live in the Bahamas and heaven for the rest of our lives. Sonny, all we're doing is praising the Lord. That's why I like that song. That song just, my desire is to please you because that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm here. He created us at his pleasure. He didn't, he didn't do it just because he didn't have anything else to do. He created us for his pleasure. So our life ought to be in glory to him. So our focus has to be to heaven, not to here on earth. Because, you know, when we're focused here on earth, we do stuff we're not supposed to do. When we focus here on earth, we get distracted by all this stuff. We get pulled down by all of this stuff. Our temperament changes because it's like, oh my God, what now? What next? But just like that Bahamas vacation when you're focused on where you're going to be, no matter what's going on here, you're like, you know, I can't let that bother me because I'm getting to the Bahamas. I'm getting to heaven, so I don't care what he said, what she said, I don't care about what just happened. That's not going to help me to my goal. My goal is to stand before the Lord. Well done. And people forget that, that, that last part. Good and faithful servant. Not just good. Good and faithful servant. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do it. You gotta, you gotta be faithful to this walk in order to get there. Because I'm standing right here right now. But at the end of the service, for me to be able to get to my car to go home, I gotta leave what was here to get to that. So our focus has to be not here, but with God. So your motivation, my motivation, our motivation as the body of Christ is there. And if we can keep our focus there, the stuff that happens here isn't that big a deal. It's not. But if you're focused on here, the smallest things get on our skin. The smallest things distract us and pull us down. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Your real life is Christ. When he appears, and when you too will appear with him and share in his glory. He came here 
so that we would have the possibility of eternal fellowship with God. When he created Adam and Eve, the intention was to have eternal fellowship with God. But then Adam and Eve screwed it up. Because when they allowed the devil to deceive them, God, when he came back to them, was coming to have fellowship. So he wants to be in our presence. So he came and he died so that we could have fellowship. So we have to let our sins die, let our flesh die, so that we can be with him. If you want to stay on the form, you got to let this die daily. And it's important to remember daily because we have our good days, we have our bad days. But daily, we have to let the flesh die. We have to let the sin of us die. We have to focus on there. Every day, here's a plan. I, I have a friend who, again, planning for a vacation, they've printed out their reservations and kept it in their wallet and every morning when they got up, they pull it out and say, okay, this is the plan. Let me focus. This, this is my motivation for me to focus today that no matter, because they didn't like their job. So no matter what happens today, my goal is this. No matter what happens today, this is my motivation. And this is going to get me to where I want to be. It's, and it's a big book, so it's not like you can just, you know, it's a sheet that you can just rub and then move on. There's a lot of stuff in here for the rest of our life that we can study, that we can focus on to get us to where we want to go. So, how do we do that? You must put to death then the earthly desires and work in you, such as sexual immorality, indecency, lust, evil, passions, and greed. For greed is a form of idolatry. Because of such things, God's anger will come upon those who do not obey Him. So now, I've, I've read this scripture a number of times over the years, but it, it wasn't until earlier this week that it was that, that I realized because of such things, God's anger will come. So there is punishment. There is, there are consequences for things such as this. Now, there's still more things we have to do, more things we have to give up, but there are consequences for these things. His anger, and it doesn't say may come, it says will come. So you can be sure that on Judgment Day, it is because of these things that the Lord will present His anger. At one time, you yourselves used to live according to such desires. When your life was dominated by 
we're something in here, that we're supposed to give up, dominates, or dominate us, our pastors, but you're doing what? Our life. And we have to give it up in order to focus on Christ. But now you must get rid of all these things. So now we've gotten rid of sexual immorality, indecency, lust, evil, passion, and greed. But that's not all. Now we must get rid of anger, passion, hateful feelings, no insults, or obscene talk must ever come from the Okay. There are times in the world where I can be heard to say, shut up, bro. There's a conversation going on, and a thought pops into my head, a comment, and I have to tell myself, shut up, bro. I self-filter. I, I tell myself, that is not an appropriate comment. That is not an appropriate thought that you should be having, and you need to stop yourself. We all do it in some, hopefully, we all do it in some form or fashion. You all know people who don't have a filter. This is a conscious effort on my part to have a filter. So I tell myself, shut up. To the point people have noticed, and they say, well, you may as well say it now. No, 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 no. That's the whole point of me now. I tell them, you know, I'm a manager, so managers shouldn't say certain things. But I'm a man of God, and a man of God shouldn't say certain things. Men of God shouldn't think certain things. So I have to shut up when it happens. Anger. So our tongue gets us in trouble. Yes. Yes. You know, nowadays people say, well, I'm just keeping it real. They say so, but they say it because they're just keeping it real. But you're going to keep it real in hell. the world 
double standard because it's very easy to just be negative, to just, and you do it online and all of a sudden you start keeping it real and doing it in person. All of these things lead to other things. That's why we have to be diligent in how and when we do and don't do things because all of it matters. I know I've learned over the years when I triggered. And I try hard to realize when my, when my trigger is there to not respond. Not always successful. Just true. Do not lie to one another for you have put off the old self with its habits and have put on a new self. This is the new being which God, its creator, is constantly renewing in his own image in order to bring it to the full knowledge of himself. So all of these, all of these things that we're supposed to get up. How, how many of us know anything about what it takes to make seed. Steel starts out as iron ore. It's very hard, it's very rigid, and it's full of impurities. And in order for it to be made into steel, in order for it to be piled, to be created for what we want to use it for, cars, stoves, whatever, airplanes, you have to take out the impurities. All of those things in the scripture that it says we have to give up are those impurities that we have to take out ourselves in order for us to be usable for God and what it is he has called us to do. We have to be mindful to, to get rid of the hate, get rid of the anger, get rid of the passion. And not to say you should be passionate, but you have to be careful when your passion takes you beyond what is a reasonable standard. Because politics, people are passionate on both sides of the aisle to the point they don't listen to anything. And we as the people suffer because nothing is accomplished. Because everybody's just so passionate. Never compromise. But we can't let our passion go wrong. So we have to be in check through the Holy Spirit to get rid of these things. And we are being made over constantly. God the Creator is constantly renewing in his own image. He's making us over in his own image on a regular basis. He's giving us daily opportunities to get rid of impurities. And sometimes the things he presents to us is our chance to see, are you rid of it yet? Are you beyond it yet? Can we move on to something else? Can we, did you tell yourself to shut up so that you can Control that tongue. Have you gotten rid of that thought so you don't have to tell yourself to be quiet? That would be actually the better thing so that I, so that I don't have to tell myself to shut up. I can, I can not have a thought in the first place. 
working. I assure. But if you if you all have ever heard me say that, that's that's why. I just so now it's the same fall in place if you think back to this conversation. As a result, there is no longer any distinction between Gentiles, Jews, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarians, savages, slaves, and free. But all, but Christ is all, and Christ is in all. We are all the same. We must love and treat each other the same. Believer, non-believer, whatever. Being bound together in love, as my brother said. We need You know the person that you don't like. I don't mean, you usually don't like. You have to treat them the same as someone you love. Someone you have great respect and affinity for. Because that's how Christ, the Christ in us, shows to them. Because sometimes, as, as many songs have said, the only Christ some people see is the Christ that they see in us. And if we never show, if I say I'm a Christian, but then I'm blessing somebody out, how does that speak about Christ? Or am I just keeping it real with Christ? Yeah, you got to be careful. We represent Christ in all we do. And, and those who are seeking, or those who are, and this is what I find, those who are opposed to Christ are looking for any opportunity where we fall to say, see, that's why I don't believe in Christ, because you're a hypocrite. So there is no difference if we cannot treat people as though there is a difference because Christ is all. Christ is in all. And if you want proof of that, go to John. Chapter 1. John. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. From the very beginning, the Word, being Jesus, was with God. Through Him, God made all things. Not one thing in all creation was made without Him. So that means we each have the DNA of Christ. Christ is in all. The question is, how connected are we to the DNA of Christ in us? There is no difference, no distinction between Gentiles, Jews, circumcised. So when we, you know, we talk about standing before the Lord when we, when we get called home, there's, there's not a Jews over here, 
Gentile, are you circumcised? Okay, circumcised here. Once there's no distinction, the same Bible, the same rules, the same scripture applies to all. So we have to live. We have to treat. We have to be for everyone at all times. Are the people of God? You are the people of God. He loves you and shows you for his own. You must clothe yourselves in compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Clothe yourself with compassion, with kindness, with humility, with gentleness, and with patience. Sometimes I can go when
because of us. Because of him. And so we all live our life giving him the glory for anything good that we have done. Better yet, give him glory for anything good that he's done through us. Humility, humility can be such a distraction, such a thing that can keep us from being a blessing to the body of Christ. From Him getting glory through us. Kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And again, I've learned not to pray for patience. Pray for peace, because if you pray for patience, we have to be tested to know what we have. Patience. The Lord just gives me peace, and whatever happens, don't need anything extra. The everyday stuff is good enough. Be tolerant with one another and forgive one another what one another whenever any of you has a complaint against someone else. You must forgive one another just as the Lord forgave you. Forgiveness, when we hold on to things, it hinders us more than it does in other Scripture tells us several times, you must forgive just as the Lord has forgiven you. So if you want to be forgiven, you have to forgive. But one of the things that I have learned is I hinder myself if I don't forgive. If I'm holding on to something from back in 2010, even if, you know, we're just talking about that good thing that I did. If I'm holding on to some bad thing that happened between me and somebody else from 2010, and it still gets me all worked up. What good am I doing? What? Forgive. Let it go. Whether it's somebody you see on a regular basis or you've never seen them again, let it go. Forgive it. Because it is a hindrance to us when we don't let things go. And if we don't forgive that person, how can we then be a blessing if God chooses to use us in, in, in that hour? I'm certain you've run across someone who you've had a disagreement with, and when they see you, there's a look. There's a tone. And they let you know, it's like, listen, we have to have this moment right here, but anything beyond this, yeah, I'm not interested. And you want to be forgiven for it. You want to, you want to say, listen, that was, that was them and I'm done with that. But they haven't forgiven me. But we have to do the same thing. We have to forgive. We shouldn't have that look. We shouldn't have that talk. Again, wrapped in love. And it's not, it's not easy. It's a daily thing. You know how, you know how you, 
is when you don't have that. What did I talk about last time? I have that, I have that far too often. And I'm asking the Lord to continue to work on me with it. But that's when I know I haven't forgiven, I haven't forgotten. I have to let it go. Lord, please take this from me. I'm hindering my own walk. When you realize you're hindering your own walk, it, it can be a little bit easier to let go. You must forgive one another just as the Lord has forgiven you. And to all these qualities add love, which binds all things together in perfect unity. To all these sons and love. Love is a serve. Love is not passive. When someone loves you, you know they love you because the greeting, the interaction, all of it has a warmth to it. And you know when you are wrong. There's nothing passive about it. If, if you're not sure someone loves you, they probably don't. I mean, it's the truth. There, there's really not an in between. When you love someone, you know you love them. You don't have an indifference to them. So we have to be assertive in our Christian love. We have to. Even when it's difficult, even when it's uncomfortable, love through Christ. Let me say it this way. Especially when it's difficult, especially when it's uncomfortable, we need to love through Christ. That's why I started telling myself, shut up, I, I need to be more loving. And what you were about to say was not loving, so let's say, let's come up with something loving. Work 
we can be united and how we serve the there's, there's my walk and then there's our walk. There's your walk and then there's our walk. And we need to be on one accord with each other and with him. And that starts with love. So at, at my job, we're in Novi and, and there are, um, we manage the freight for general owners. So there are rival people who are on site at all the different locations. So now when we, when we first started transitioning them from the previous company to rival to the whole business, the interactions we had over the phone with the people in the plant was negative. Uh, there were a lot of tones, like I talked about earlier, there, were, there, were, there was a lot of language, there was a lot of just, we don't like you, we don't know what you do, we don't want to be involved in what you do. Let me do my job and stay out of my business. And I just talk about it. But then there was a point where we got to come together and meet face to face. And we learned about each other and we interacted with each other, fellowship. And then immediately thereafter, the conversations we had over the phone changed. The interaction we changed. The tone changed. And we began to work together. This fellowship, this unity, is works better when we are connected together. Bound together in love. So when we come together, that's the whole point of the body of Christ coming together. And be thankful. Christ's message and all this, in all, Christ's message and all its richness must live in our hearts, teach and instruct one another with all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, and sacred songs, singing to God and thanksgiving in your hearts. Everything you do or say then should be done in the name of the Lord Jesus, as you give thanks to God, if, as you give thanks to God through. All that we do, all that we say, should be to God's glory. And we ought to give thanks to all that we do. For all that he has done for us, for all that he has provided us, and for what is to come.
for bringing us from our own life and into our new life. We thank you, Father, for purifying us, taking out all of that the foul language, helping us, Father, to forgive and so that we can be forgiven. Father, continue to bless us, continue to use us, Father, that you will receive glory. That your body of Christ will become alive. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Help us, Father, to live our lives every day, to be made over in your image. For we are your children all by your hand. And in the name of Jesus we pray.